Well, hey there, and welcome to the Courtside Chronicles. If you have a passion for basketball like us, then you are in the right place. Join the box score team as we chat all things basketball. Welcome to this week's episode of the Courtside Chronicles. This is John Mark, and I'm here with Kyle and Dave. We're going to be talking about the Raptors and the Bucks and Giannis, and who's excited that Giannis is unhappy. I just love that he signs Supermax, and he's not happy about it. How does that make you guys feel? He should have signed with the Raptors. Like I said this from the start, he should have signed with the Raptors. And now we're beating him for what, the 10th time this year? Every playoffs (laughs) we beat the, I just, it makes me so happy. Yeah, I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm happy, but I would definitely say that it's it's hysterical. I would say it's very funny that he's not doing at all what he signed for. It's a good word. It's a good word I'd use as well. We're going to look at all-stars. We're going to look at the starters. Should Luca be a starter? We're going to talk about that. We're going to look at the reserves. We're going to predict the reserves. And, you know, the NBA has a lot of star talent. So this is actually a hard one to go through. And then, what, which is going to be a fun conversation, we're going to look at the all-NBA most underrated starting five. And apparently, according to Dave, we haven't heard for sure, but he believes that the starters in the East are the all-NBA most underrated team. <laughs> yeah, they are. It's true. That's that's what I heard in our couple of seconds, you know, preview here. So I'm excited to see what Dave has to say about this. So, so let's get into it. Last week we watched the Raptors beat the Bucks back to back. We saw that happen. If you are the Raptors right now, who are you afraid of in the East? I think the Celtics. I mean, uh, we have not struggled against Miami. I know when we won in 2019, we were down. We came back and we beat them. So I'm not worried. I I think we just kind of have their number. I don't know mm. what it is. I just maybe for them they have this mental block. Like, oh, it's the Raptors, right? That's like I don't know. But if I'm the Raptors, I'm worried about the Celtics more. Um, maybe Sabonis and the Pistons or not the Pistons, the Pacers. You know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah for it's me not it's flex. Brooklyn. For me, it's Brooklyn. It's the easy choice. Are you kidding me, Durant? Harden and Irving like okay I can understand two stars you know Lowry can guard guys even though he's undersized Siakam's big I just don't see how we can shut down a team like that and then having role players like Harris who's a sharpshooter DeAndre Jordan at the hoop they're probably going to get Drummond soon it's it's going to happen I, I think and Cousins and Cousins, Cousins and every other center that gets dropped in the NBA. And then they're just going to dominate the East. So, again, I, I'm worried about the Nets if I'm the Raptors. It, <laughs> it, we don't have the matchup to them. We did I beat think them, we, though. Yeah. What I was going to say, we've beat them. And I know they, you know, weren't going full speed and they weren't all ready. They weren't all meshing together yet. But I, I don't really feel like I'm afraid of them because I feel like we have the defensive team and tenacity to, to stop them. And when you, when you can force those three guys to just kind of get messed up within each other, they don't have much depth after that. And then if one of them gets injured, they're pretty much screwed. They have no, you know, center other than DeAndre Jordan, who is not the DeAndre Jordan of when we were growing up. And after him, like Jarrett Allen, I think was the biggest loss this team had and I think if they don't replace him with someone who brought what he did and the efficiency and the defensive presence, then I don't 
think the Nets are actually scary to me if I'm the Raptors. Yeah. So who's your team, Joe Mark? If I'm the Raptors, <laughs> I don't know. I'm scared of the Knicks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no I'm one's scared of the Knicks. the Knicks. No one's afraid of the Knicks. I think like, the Knicks I, are afraid of the Knicks. <laughs> I think when I look at the East, I think the Bucks. yeah, you have their number for some strange reason. The Raptors just feel like they're going to beat them every time they play. The Nets, I don't really feel like they're going to ever be 100% meshed by the end of this season. So I'm not afraid of them. The team that I'm afraid of is the 76ers, the way Embiid is playing, because the reality is, OG can't contain him over seven games. That's yeah. a lot to ask from OG. Team yeah. defense wise, you can do it, but Boucher physically can't do it. And Embiid is just playing at this dominant level. So if I'm the Raptors and have to play them seven times, like I think if we can beat Boston, I think we can beat Milwaukee, I think we can beat Brooklyn, but Philly is the team that for me, I feel is our worst, you know, matchup. And again, going off that too, right? You look at it, right? I don't think. <laughs> Like Siakam's not going to go off on Embiid if Embiid's guarding him because Embiid has more length on him too, right? So he can let him, he's going to dare him to shoot a three all series long, right? So unless Siakam's hitting everything, I don't think that, um, again, Philly has such good defenders just like the Raptors, but the problem is, is that Philly also has Embiid who's just, you can't guard him. I think the only guy who can guard him in the league right now is maybe an Anthony Davis and Jokic. Right. So uh, you're not going to, I've been saying it all year is that the Raptors have missed Ibaka and Gasol more than anyone knows. Like the, it is completely apparent. If we don't get a guy like a Andre Drummond who can somewhat relieve that um, again, he's not a Gasol and he's definitely not an Ibaka, but he is better than Baines. Um. I I don't see how the Raptors. I agree. Scarecrow I don't see how they can beat them. Currently. I'm I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna say that the Raptors, to me, right now, with the team that they have put together, are a first round exit team. Right mm. now, see, I don't know. Okay, but it's a good. It's like we'll 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 discuss this, Kyle. Do you think after watching the last two weeks, if you've seen the Raptors games, they went to this small lineup? kind of this thing over the last week and they have like four wins doing it mm-hmm. where they don't have a center starting. Do you think they actually need to bring in a center, a starting center? Or yeah, do you I think agree. you run with a small? I agree with Dave with this. Um, I look at Chris. And I just don't think he's ready to be that starting center yet. I don't think he's quite there yet. And he's, you know, he's incredible. He's, you know, potentially sixth man, maybe even most improved. And I think for right now, his role coming off the bench is what the Raptors need. But yeah, we've seen in the NBA, small ball is kind of usually the way to go. But sometimes in the playoffs, like depending on the matchup, like sometimes you need to go big, like because you go small, right? Depending, like if you've got a Joel Embiid who's leading the offense, the 76ers, if you have nothing to match against him, you're screwed. Then he's just going to be dunking on you all day. And it doesn't matter how many threes you get because he's going to be hitting more, you know, layups and dunks. So I think we need to find someone like a Drummond kind of type player where, you know, he can give us 20 minutes a game and maybe hold MB to 10 points in those, ten, you know what I mean? I think that would be a win for the Raptors. And then our team defense can take care of Simmons, can take care of uh, Tobias Harris. And I think that that makes it a better series. Because right now, yeah, I agree with Dave. If we face the 76ers, we're probably out in five. So, But what if we are the third seed? Let's just say we get to the third seed. We're only two games out of it. And Philly's the one seed. 
Milwaukee's the four seed. We beat whoever our matchup is, and then Philly loses to Milwaukee. Do we still need a center? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then you, you maybe like so you know this is probably a stretch, but you know you go to the finals, likely facing the Lakers. Okay, now you got Anthony Davis to worry about, right? So you just another top, you know, big guy that you're going to need someone like a Drummond. Yeah, I think my point would be this: is that okay? So. I'm hearing what you're saying. What I'm going to say is that's probably a stretch when you have teams like Boston, the Nets, Philly playing the way they're playing, right? Like those are three teams that are going to beat out the Raptors. The Raptors, I think their best hope right now is fourth. That's what I'm going to say. Now, I will say this too. And I, again, I love the Raptors. I am a Raptors fan as much as I'm against them in these pods. I, I am a Raptors fan. Um, the problem with the league right now is that the guys that are dominating are the guys that are big. Right. Um, I think the the problem with the Raptors is a way that you get around, like you're you're saying, Jamark, going small. The reason that works is if you can dominate the other factors of the game. Right. And so the way you slow down a guy like Embiid is making him a big man who has to distribute. Right. And I don't think the Raptors have a guy, like Kyle said, I don't think we have a guy that can slow him down where he has to distribute. Right. He can power through Boucher. Baines is a joke this year. I don't know what happened to him, but like, come on. Yeah, and then so I'll say this too, right? Is so let's just take it out of it. Let's go with Kyle's theory. Even if we get to the finals, okay, let's say the Lakers don't get there. The Nuggets have a big, right? Uh, Utah, as much as they rely on Donovan Mitchell, go bears there. You think that he's not going to find go bear? And he's not going to want to prove his $200 million contract, right? Like even teams that have role player guys. So you're looking at uh, the Clippers. They still have Ibaka, who he just had. They'll make him dominate. And he can. We've seen that firsthand with the Raptors, right? Where you feed him the ball. He's hitting his shots. He's blocking everything. He, it happens. He's not OKC Ibaka, but he can still play pretty good basketball. Right. So again, I just, I don't think that even Portland, right. They got Nurkic, they got Cantor. Like they just got guys at the Raptors. I don't think they can slow them down enough where it's a gaping weak point. Yeah. Right. It's a gaping weak point. Teams know exactly the strategy go inside. So even if you like at that point, you does say double Embiid. I think the 76ers roster around him is much better specifically shooting, right? You added uh, Seth, you added Danny green. Like those guys are Mm -hmm. are threats from three and, you know, so you double Embiid force him to pass. Cool. Now, you know, one of those two guys is likely open and is going to hit 40% of those shots. You have to dominate another stat. Right. You yeah. have to dominate another staff. He's going to dominate scoring. You have to pass the ball like no tomorrow or you have to rebound the ball like no tomorrow on the offensive end or, you know what I mean? You got to get steals. You got to whatever. And I don't think the Raptors have a that game changer that's going to dominate a different stat that Embiid isn't already dominating. Yep. I think those are good arguments. You know, if Powell can maintain his play, he is playing at a really high level right now. And if he can beat, he is, he, he is be the thing with Powell has always been consistency and he's put together almost a full season now with including last year of consistent, like borderline all-star level play. Yeah. I wouldn't go that if far. You look, if you borderline, look at his yeah. stats compared to borderline all-stars, 
he is right I, there. I would say borderline sixth man, if anything. I, I wouldn't go. I you wouldn't look go. At, look at the advanced stats. Solid, look at it. I would go solid. If there was a solid starter team, he would be on the solid starter <laughs> team. Reserves. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Okay. Well, 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 I think we should talk about Powell more in, in our next podcast because I, I, I have a lot of love for Powell right now. And I think, I think we could, we could go into that deeply. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's look at, let's look at the bucks because there are some major flaws with this team. And this is truly, this is what I think the major flaw is Giannis. I think he is a glorified center. I don't think it's anything more than that. I don't think he will ever be more than that. I don't think he's ever going to develop a shot. And if your best player, shoots 60% or less of the free throw line and he gets there like a hundred thousand times a season. And in the playoffs, when it matters, he can't hit that shot. He is the weak, weakest link. Cause if you were to take him out of that team and place LeBron, they're a championship, they're, team. Yeah. They're a championship team without a doubt. If you were to take him out of that team and place, you know, fill in blank Kawhi, are they there? I think they're there. So that I, I think their biggest thing is Giannis is lack of growth. And I think it's, it's becoming nervous for that team because it's, it's been like two or three seasons where it's like, yo, next year he'll have that three next year. He'll be able to hit, you know, jumpers and it hasn't happened yet. When is it going to happen? So if, if you're Giannis right now and, and looking at the bucks in general, do you think Giannis lives out his full supermax deal with the bucks? Do you think he stays the whole time or do you think he becomes frustrated with the lack of development around him or the lack of um, opportunity to win a championship and, and forces his way out? That's tough. I, I'm going to say, yeah. And here's why. So here's my counter argument. Okay. So I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying about, you know, shooting 60% um, and all this. And I, I would agree. He is a glorified center. The The difference with Giannis is that he can facilitate. He can pass the ball, right? As much. It's an underrated part of his game. I will say a wrinkle that the Bucks have tried this season that has worked. And I think they have tucked away for the playoffs because they don't want to get figured out is they have used Giannis in the pick and roll as the screener. And I think that's been very successful. So again, I'll say this is another guy I can think of that was dominant, but he only won when he had a prolific scorer with him was Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq shot terrible free throws, but he won, what, four chips? And look who he had with him. He had Dwayne Wade, a prolific scorer, and Kobe Bryant, a prolific scorer with him. Right. So I think that the problem with the Bucks is that they're not getting the right guy and they haven't figured out that, hey, we don't need another defender like Holiday. We need a scorer. You need a guy who's good. What they need, honestly, is the Bucks are in the chip this year if they went and got a guy like Bradley Beal straight up. Because what they need is a guy that can score late in the game. Giannis can put up points in the first three quarters, like no tomorrow, and then teams focus on him. And no one shows up, right? So I think the difference is, is that they, he needs a guy who's going to score like no tomorrow. And Middleton is just, frankly, he's not that guy. And I will yeah. agree with you. I Biggest think that in the league. he, I, I will give you this, Shamark, that, um, you know, <sighs> yes, it has to start at the top, right? So I'm not going to disagree with you that Giannis is to blame, but I would say it actually starts with their management. It starts with who they're putting in place because, again, like Lopez isn't a scorer, 
right? Middleton, I get, I, I could use him as a third option, right? But he's not a second option guy. Holiday is a great defender and a great player, but he's not a scorer. He's not a volume scorer where that's what he's known for. So again, I think the problem is that they're putting the wrong pieces around him and going, well, why isn't it working? We have so much defense, right? At some point, you got to score the ball. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I just, it's, but he's not, no, he's MVP. Like he's won the MVP, right? I, it's, it's tough. And I agree with you, Dave. I think the league, this league now is hard to win. Like if you're a big guy like Giannis, it's hard to win if you're the best player on your team. Because a guy like Kyle Lowry can just stand in front of the basket and take charges all day from you. And if that's your move, which is Giannis's move, is just drive to the net. He's incredible <laughs> at it because the guy can take a layup from half court. But you just put Kyle in, just take the charge, and it's going to work six times out of ten. And you know, and I think I've seen with Giannis is he's gotten in foul trouble late into games, which is yeah. Then who do you replace him with? Okay, cool, Brooke Lopez. But like now, who's scoring for you? Chris Middleton? Come on. So I agree with you. Like, yeah, they did need a score. We saw that with. Uh, with LeBron even in Miami, like once you get the right pieces around him, you get like, cool, Ray Allen's there now. Like, yeah, he's going to hit those shots. But you need to surround players like that with shooters because they draw the attention to the net, pass open to Wade, pass open to Allen. Even Bosch could hit the three, right? So you just need those guys, and they don't really have that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think Giannis is a little flawed because literally all you need to do is make a line with your players at the free throw line. <laughs> he'll, he'll try to run through them. Like, yeah. he doesn't know how to change the game plan. It's like a coach. It's like when the coaches that are the best are the coaches that uh, their game plan goes the way of the game. It's not, we come into the game with this plan and we're going to hold it for the entire game and we're going to do it no matter what happens. That's not how you win. You win by being able to adjust. Mm -hmm. and Giannis hasn't been able to adjust we're seven years six seven years into his career maybe I think even longer than that and he cannot adjust the way he plays it's one dimensional one dimensional yeah yeah and I will say too like to go off that point uh Mike Buttonholzer their coach is one of those coaches he pushes oh yeah game plan like no tomorrow now again I this is the thing that's gave me about the Bucks, and this is the I guess the oxymoron of the Bucks, right? Everyone's been complaining for the last three, four years. The Bucks dominate in the regular season and then they do nothing in the playoffs, which is true and it's not good and it's where the Raptors were, right? But then when they tinker with their lineup and they tinker with game plans just a little bit, again, not tons, like it's, it's a small sample size what they've done with the pick and roll with Giannis as a screener and all of this, right? Different lineup changes. And they lose some games. Now, if you were going, why aren't we winning? Because they're trying something new, right? So, I again, I think, I think a few things have to happen for the Bucks to be successful. Again, I think that score is a huge one. Um, honestly, I think you need a guy coach that is willing to adjust mid-game because Bodenholzer is just not that guy. It's the same with Atlanta. He had one good season with them, and then they fell apart. And he was like, "Well, we're still going to be shooters. You don't have shooters." Right, he lost like three guys. He went, well, we'll still be shooters. And then they fell apart. Mm. So, again, I think you got to get a new coach. Uh, you got to give the right coach to Giannis. You got to give the right players to Giannis. And you got to get him a score. 
Like yeah. that's that's plain and simple. That's how you fix the box. I think the story is different. Yeah, like I think I think they make a couple mistakes. Is they got rid of Brogdon. I think you keep mm-hmm. him. Agreed. Like the player that he's become now. Like I think he's maybe not quite at that. He's not at that Beal level, but he's he's at close in getting to that level. And you beat the Raptors in that playoff series, and I think they probably should have. Uh, they they kind of you know screwed the bed and they kind of shot themselves in the foot. But I think it's a totally different story now that they make the finals, right? And maybe they beat the Warriors too. Who knows? But I think there are a couple mistakes that have kind of led them down to this path now, where they're this fringe. They're this t- great season team, but they just don't have what it takes in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, I think they'll be one of the greatest teams or greatest players who don't win a chip. When we look back and create those lists, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, that team in Giannis's name will be on that list of great players who were too one-dimensional and yep. dominated a certain way that nobody else could, but couldn't get over the hump because he could not do it he couldn't be that guy you know yeah it just goes through how tough this league is right like lebron james and maybe kevin durant or i I guess are the only two players that you could say currently that are like wow they can do everything and like you put them on a team like they're maybe winning that championship because they're the best player yeah you're honest too one-dimensional yeah i'll say this i'll say uh, and i actually wrote this down in my notes is i think Giannis will win a chip i do I think he'll win a trip and I think he'll stay with Milwaukee his whole career. I think they'll continue to try and figure out he's a pretty loyal player. And he said that from the beginning, like, I'm not, I don't want to go anywhere. I like where I am. Right. Come to me. Um, so I don't think he's going to leave Milwaukee. I think if he's out of Milwaukee, it was management's choice. And what I'll say is I see him getting one chip late in his career, kind of like Nowitzki where it finally clicked. Right. And Oh, he got a chip on a whim. And here's the other thing I'll say. I wrote, I literally wrote this down. Uh, he will get one chip when LeBron dies. <laughs> he'll, he'll get a chip when LeBron's finally out of the league and Bronny Jr. hasn't dominated yet. And yeah, that's when I see him getting a chip. In he'll, the win. he'll win when Bronny Jr. becomes his teammate and carries him to a chip. Exactly. <laughs> I'm saying he's going to win in that in-between generation, right? Where there's not the generational talent that's established themselves yet. Like in between Mm -hmm. LeBron and Kobe, where it's like, okay, LeBron's starting to dominate and Kobe's kind of starting to slow down in those in-between years. That's when Dirk won, right? And that's when the Spurs won, right? So I think that's when he wins. I'd say if he wins, it's not on the buck because I don't believe in that ownership to put the team around him that he needs. So if he's going to win, it's going to, it's going to be because he goes and joins the Lakers or because he goes and joins the Warriors. That is realistic to me. Or the Knicks when he goes and joins the Knicks. Greatest team of all time. I still think Toronto, I still think Toronto is down the road, but we could talk about now. Does he finish his contract? Do you think? Okay. So if, if you think, a percentage. Let's put a percentage on this and let's move on to all stars. So on a on a scale of one to one hundred percent, what percentage do you have him finishing out his supermax deal on the bucks? I'm going like 75%. He finishes. That's a supermax. That's a big contract to to dump. I mean, you're obviously gonna to have to get a lot back, but that you know counts out a lot of teams right there who just can't afford it. Um, I don't know. I don't think he I think he finishes. Based Dave. off of based off of how he's played, 
in the last couple of years and not how he's going to play and not how they surround him in the future. What I will say is off of right now, it's very hard for both Giannis to justify leaving and demanding a trade. It's very hard for him to do that now, right? After everything he said. And I think it's extremely hard for management to justify trading a two-time MVP and defensive player of the year. So I'll say 90%, room for when they make that big blockbuster trade and go, we want all your picks kind of like they did with Harden. Right. I, and I can see Milwaukee fleecing a team like that in the future near the end of his deal. But again, I, I give it 90. Yeah. I say, go ahead. I say 25%. Really? Hmm. I do not believe that he will finish his, his, Supermax deal with the Bucks. I think if they don't win this year, if they are a early round exit next year, then I think the Bucks look very hard at themselves in, in that offseason and say, could we get rid of him right now? Our fans are frustrated. He's frustrated. Send him to a team and get something back before you lose value in him. Before, like, let's just say next this so, year, next year, he does develop that shot. If I'm the Bucks, I'm even more concerned, and I'm saying he's not turning into what we had hoped he could be. We need to move him now while he has value. Mm-hmm. So even from the Giannis is frustrated, it's like a joint mutual separation. I think that's more likely in my when I look at the NBA, when I look who is coming up and the teams around them. I don't think they're getting good enough with the, compared to the teams that are there to become that team that dominates. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it's yeah, I, I just don't see Giannis. Like, I feel like these concerns for him were here when he signed that super max. And just based off the guy that Giannis is and what we know him to be, I think he finishes and maybe does like a sign and trade just to help the Bucks out or something at the end of his contract because I feel and like he cares about Milwaukee. So he does Here's the thing too, right? Milwaukee always talks this big game that oh we want to win championships and blah blah blah. Milwaukee isn't a huge market. So again, I think they're content with dominating the regular season, getting season tickets sold with the hope that we might win a championship. So I don't think they're gonna send off the guy that's selling their tickets right and selling their jerseys that's just me yeah it's a great point it's a money game right and so, milwaukee's about the money right now yeah. let's capitalize on the two-time mvp yeah that's a great point from that business perspective so obviously you know Giannis, we we have all these thoughts about him but he is a all-star starter and none of us would deny that i don't think no no he deserves that so spot. Yeah. he deserves it so He's let's look at the all-stars far. let's let's start with the east and yeah obviously Giannis is one of those headline names who's on that list. The East starters this year, that's that's a solid group of five. You have Embiid, who is an MVP candidate. Giannis, MVP candidate. Durant, MVP, MVP candidate. candidate. Yeah. Kyrie, who I believe should not be on that team no, at all. No. And Bradley Beal finally getting his respect and making finally. it as a starter. Out. So gang time. That is a that is a good starting lineup. Okay, so first thoughts. I'll I'll lead us off here because I already said it, but Kyrie should not be on that team. Amen. Like, why do fans vote for him? Why do people like him? Why do people it. after the way he acts, the what he says, and and he how he plays been here for half the season? He hasn't played half the season. Why do people like him? I right, do not understand because it's not just. 
and it's not just fans voting, right? That is the coaches and the, um, and the players voting as well. So how, how does he get there? I do not understand the love for Kyrie. Oh, I think Harden deserved that spot, spot more than he did this year. And Harden did some stupid stuff this year too. I think a lot of people deserve it more than Kyrie Irving. Right. And this is what I'll say young. too. Right. My snubs. So I agree, Kyle. I think Harden could be justified as one of the snubs based off of how he's fit in with the Nets. I think he deserves it. Or my number one pick for the biggest snub that Kyrie booted out. Easy choice. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown deserves that spot more than anybody. His improvement this year is insane. If you look at his stats, he deserves a starting role. Like it's he's he's stepped out of the shadows of Jason Tatum and he's playing incredible. Right. So I, I just yeah. And he's a guard, right? That's the other thing, right? That you can't really put Tatum in that spot because he's a forward. So if I'm putting anyone in, it's Jalen Brown over Kyrie. Kyrie, I don't even think Kyrie deserves to be at the game. Let's no, just be I real. Agree. Yeah. My my pick, if I were was replacing Kyrie. I would say, and I said it from the beginning, I think it it's Trey Young because of the star power and all that that comes with it. But his stats, he is also dominating and, and being more efficient than he was before. And his team has actually won a game. They've won a few games and are in, our, in a temporary playoff spot at the moment. He's top 10 in scoring, top five in assists. Yeah. And he's been doing it more efficient than he was last year. He's ahead of all those guys. Yeah, Brown is shot up there. He's still ahead of him in all these categories. So mm-hmm. as much as Brown is like that recency bias piece, young is younger by two years and is expected to be this way and he's doing it. And that's why no one like, that's why he's kind of forgotten. Right. And yeah. I'll say this too. I'll the other point about young, which we're not talking about is in the all-star game, they're all about storylines, right? Oh, first time all-star and blah, blah, blah. Right. So Jalen Brown may have it. Cause he, it's like his first time all-star I believe, or maybe second time. Um, but young versus Doncic, right. That's a huge storyline that just got snubbed because Kyrie Irving, what spread some sage across the court. Like I just, it drives me nuts. He should not be there. Yeah. He no, should think, not should be there. Yeah. You've said, I think John Mark is like this kind of, and I agree this, the NBA is kind of like this fraternity, right? So Kyrie, you know, star name, he's won a couple of championships. Like he, um, he comes with that name and, I think until he's not at that level, and I think we're he's on the decline. But I don't think a guy like Young, in the league's eyes, have surpassed him. Right. So I think yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't earned his spot, right? He has to pay his dues still, which is just which so is stupid. the mo- most ridiculous thing ever. Kyrie yeah. Irving is yeah. not a solidified every year All Star. No. Don't give me that crap. The he's like every, it should be. It needs to be year by year. Like you need to forget every past year. It needs okay. What this year? What have they done? Yeah, and again, year. even like I look at guys like okay, again, I've been harping on him all pod. Shaquille O'Neal, when he left teams, he was already a solidified all-star. Kyrie's not a solidified all-star, and he's left three teams now. And each team, he's gone, my my jersey's going to be in the rafters. No, it's not. He won't be on the Brooklyn Nets in two years, and he'll still be an all-star, maybe a starter, because he has earned it in the league. It's it's bull. It just it drives me nuts. Yeah. 
Uh, agreed. Okay, yep. so let's let's look at our reserves here, because I think this is the hardest thing I've had to do so far on this <laughs> podcast, because there are so many good players. So why don't we why don't we list them off? We'll list them off first. All of our three people, our, our three groups, East? and then we will comment for the East. So here I will start. Then we'll go to Dave. Then we'll go to Kyle, and then we will respond after that after we hear each other's lists. Okay. So here's who I have. I have James Harden. As my first guard in the East, solely off of the name, I do not like him, do not like how he plays, but there's no denying that he will be there. James Harden, I have Jalen Brown because, like we've already mentioned, he has done incredible this season. Uh, This is where it gets interesting, the front court, because there's all these guys who are not like superstar level, but there's all these guys who are, you know, borderline elite all-star guys. Mm -hmm. Um, I have Middleton as a carryover from last year. He is producing at the same level as a lot of guys in this kind of range here. I have Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum. He's been, he's been carrying his team. Bam Adebayo. I think he has stepped it up. I think he, he is, if, if Miami's getting anywhere this season, it's because of him. Um, then I have, this is the wild cards here. We have two wild card positions and I have, this is difficult because I have Trey young because I believe he should have been there as a starter. I would love to just get rid of Kyrie. And then this is where my final wild card decision comes down to Zach Levine and Sabonis, because I think they have both played at a level that, uh, you know, are, if you look at the stats, when you look at this season, because I don't think it should be best player on the best team. I think it should be best players in the league, regardless of if they're winning stats, all that kind of, you're the best players. So Levine last eight games. Okay. Here are these stats last eight games, 38, 30, 37, 30, 26, 46, 35, 39 points with an average of eight rebounds a game and an average of five assists a game. Oh my gosh last eight games and he has been consistent he is up there he's a top five scorer in the league this season and and he is doing he's having those last shots he's hitting those he's having his moments that you look for in these kind of players so i don't know how you leave him out of the game this season but then the the hard thing is i think julius randish will be there too but i don't know what spot he takes so dave let's hear your list all right so mine's a little different um not completely out there. I'll say that. Um, so I didn't put it in any particular order for guards or whatever. Uh, and this is in no particular order of most deserving, but this is my list of reserves. Okay. I have Jason Tatum because again, the Boston factor, he's a wing, a scoring wing. People seem to like that in the league. So Jason Tatum, uh, Sabonis, just because Indiana should not be where they are. And he's the reason why, right? They traded Oladipo. They got essentially nothing back. Levert's, I think, still out, right? So he took over the team, and he's doing great, right? Um, I put Julius Randle in. I think the fact, again, that the Knicks are in, I believe, eighth place in the East is a miracle, people. Like, the (laughs) the Knicks have made it to the playoffs, like, once in the last, (laughs) what? I think it's, like, 20 years, right? Something like that. It's something ridiculous. Some ridiculous number like that, okay? James Harden, I agree with you, Joe Mark. I hate watching James Harden play. He has been more of a passer, and I think that's the Steve Nash factor. I don't think Steve Nash would accept anything less. 
spot. I still hate watching him play. Mm-hmm. I liked watching him in OKC because he didn't demand the ball. Um, so James Harden for the name. Again, I give Jalen Brown. I he I can't emphasize enough that Jalen Brown should have been a starter. I I will argue it till my face is blue. <laughs> Trey Young. I put Trey Young in. Um, because again, the Young versus Doncic factor. They're buddies. Yep. They laugh. It's entertaining, right? Um, as much as I don't like Trey Young, he's playing well. I just hate the step across half court and chuck the ball up and hope for the best. I hate that style of play. Harden does it. It's just he dribbles for 20 seconds before he does it. Um, And then my last one was tough, honestly. Um, And this one is based off of this pick. It's between two guys. And it's based off of past accolades because the NBA always puts in that token player. Yep. And it's either Jimmy Butler, because Jimmy Butler has been a consistent, like he changed the heat, right? Even though Adebayo is the reason they're in 10th place. <laughs> um, <laughs> picked that up. It's either Jimmy Butler or, again, Tolkien player, even though they are garbage team, Russell Westbrook. I, you have to. You have to have someone there, right? Like, I know Bradley Beal, but again... It's a token thing, right? Like, oh, he, he won MVP and he's still good. Put him in, right? So, again, the NBA does stupid storylines like that. Now, again, I didn't look at Levine's stats, so that's ridiculous to me. And now I think that Westbrook or Butler is an absurd choice <laughs> compared to that. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, Kyle, give it to us, and then we will share our responses because I have some good ones. Okay. All go. right. Uh, James Harden. And Trey Young are my first two guards. Um, sorry, Zach Levine, not Trey Young. I'm, uh, my apologies. Zach Levine and James Harden, my first two. Then I think you have to put Sabonis, uh, Randall, and Jason Tatum as your forwards centers. And then as your wild card, I've got Bam. And then I got Trey as my, my two wild card. Interesting. No holes. Honestly, no holes in that. Well, I do want to say this, and this makes me so happy, but none none of us said Ben Simmons. Oh, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> I hate how he plays too. Yeah. Listen, he's an all-defensive player. You know who yeah. I, I struggled with, and you guys might laugh at this, but Grant. Grant from Detroit. Yeah. He, the problem he, is Detroit's in last. I know, but he is a role player who is playing like an all-star. His stats are comparable to Middleton, Tatum, uh, Levine, Fred. I could be putting up those numbers on the worst team in the league. He's the only guy who touches the ball. If you put anyone else on that team, if you put any one of those guys that you just compared him to on that team, he's not touching the ball. He's not going to touch the ball. So again, you're not going to put a guy on the team, which is, makes me a complete hypocrite because I put Westbrook on my list. But you're not going to put a guy whose team is in last place, second last place on the all-star team, which is exactly why I didn't put a guy who I'm high Bradley on. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, like, your starter. Like Bradley Beal is playing at an MVP level. I'm sorry he's putting up like 50 points a game. It's not his fault the Wizards suck. It's everyone else's fault. And then this is yes, what I'll say yeah. too is – there's a guy that I didn't put on my list, which is Colin Sexton. 
And I would play him because of how he's played. He's played great. But again, not all-star level. He hasn't he hasn't played well enough to knock out any one of those other guys. And that's the thing, right? Like certainly these guys like could deserve it. And Colin Sexton, I think, will be an all-star in maybe three years. But again, three like, years? I'm calling uh, next year. Like he's coming up there. Yeah, but sure. Like, would you put him in over a James Harden or Kyrie, like even a Kyrie no. at this point? Like, no, I, I think that's an absurd thing to say right now this year. But not that he's playing bad at all. He's playing incredible. So I, I'd put what him. About Fred? What about Fred? Yeah, Fred. I wouldn't put Fred there. I would put him as a starter on the all starter team, not the all star <laughs> team. Hmm. Okay, so Dave, Dave, um, let's let's look at your list really quick. Like, it's not bad, except for Westbrook. All the hate you've given me for Russell Westbrook this <laughs> season. It, the only reason I put him in was because of past NBA players and NBA coaches and NBA writers and everyone always goes, "Well, Westbrook deserves it because he won these awards five years ago. He's still a good player." They give that crap all the time. That's the only reason I put him on. Legitimately, the only reason I put him on. And by the way, let's not harp on Dave here when he was your MVP candidate at the beginning of the year. Again, <laughs> don't give me that crap. Don't try and throw your argument back at me. It's on you, pal. I said, if he averages a triple double and brings Washington to the playoffs, he's not he, doing those things. He has fulfilled <laughs> that promise. He could have though. He could have. And if he did, He's if in he that conversation. If he could have, he would have. Well, if Bradley Beal shared the ball. All right, West. Let's go to the West. <laughs> yeah, the only, yeah, I think those are all good. I think Levine and Randall have to get in if you're looking at this season. Yeah, I agree. Well, they played out of their minds, respectively. If you're giving first yeah. votes. Your first All-Star games or only All-Star games, those guys both deserve it. <laughs> all right, West starters, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, who... I am not as upset about being there as everyone else. Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and the Joker, who is my MVP candidate at this point in the season. Um, then here, here are my reserves. All right. Because in reality, the only thing that shouldn't be there is maybe Luca. And it's a hard, it's a hard argument because he still it's deserves hard, to be on this team. Yeah. So like there's really yeah. no like he should be there realistically, if he's going to be your next face of the league anyways. So here's who I have as my reserves. I have Lillard. He deserves it. He is unbelievable. Donovan Mitchell. Like Mitchell needs to be there as a starter. Like I think, or as a reserve, he has to be there. They're first in the West. And he's what I mean. Yeah. They're first in the West. He needs to be the first person after Lillard named to this team. I think Rudy Gobert is there because of, I mean, he's, he is who he is. He's playing defense and he plays it well, but he does a lot on the floor for that team. Paul George is there. I think Anthony Davis gets a spot solely off of the fact that he's Anthony Davis and who he is, but he's injured obviously. So he can't play it, uh, but he'll probably be named to it. And I think Zion is, is his replacement. I think the way Zion has dominated is is pretty remarkable because everyone wants to hate him or wants to love him. And I don't know if he's overvalued or like, I don't know. I, I, I think anomaly. he's there. He's an anomaly for sure. Yes. He 
it's still he's a little there. too soon. He's there. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. It's not too soon because the NBA wants him to be there. So he's there. Uh, then, then my wild cards, <sighs> Booker or Chris Paul. I think I have Chris Paul going right now. I think I have Chris Paul there. I guess he's Yeah, and he's playing unreal, and he's brought Phoenix into fourth place. Yeah. Yeah. He turns teams around. That's his thing, apparently. So he's proven it, and he's playing unreal, and he's playing well. I think he's there over Booker. And then this is where it's hard because there are a lot of good guys who who could demand this spot. Mm -hmm. And I think De'Aaron Fox gets that last piece, that last spot. Wow. I think De'Aaron Fox gets it. Sacramento might actually make this play-in tournament. And if they do, it's because of De'Aaron Fox. He's playing at that level. That's tough because I had to put out some of my favorite players here, but that's what it is, Dave. Wow. All right. (laughs) Um, Do you have a snub? Is your snub Dame? Yeah. That's the only one. And I could argue for Luca being there. So I'm not like as upset as people are. I'm in the same boat. I, I think Luca's gonna be there. Again, I love Luca. He's the only card I collect. Um, but again, uh Dame deserves it as well. They should just make it six versus six so that we don't have to have these discussions. Or just top um, five votes in general for your conference or something yeah. that he gets in. So I have just one minute here. I, I again, Dame was my snub, but again, he's not really a snub as much as so. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about something else later, and I'll bring up my point about him later. Um, so my reserves are Dame, Donovan Mitchell. Again, I agree with you, Drummark. They both like that's one and two. You you cannot argue anyone else. Donovan Mitchell is the reason that Utah is in first, right? It's straight up, like he's playing unbelievable. Um, my third one is Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul, um, as filling in as one of my wild card spots, just because again, the legacy factor, the fact that he turned around OKC, brought him to the playoffs. Now he turned around the Suns and brought him to the playoffs. He deserves another all-star bid, like just straight up. He does. Um, there's a reason LeBron wants to play with him, right? There's a reason LeBron wants him to, wants to, and his career playing with Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony. It's because they're both still serviceable players and his buddies. Mello? Mello is still a serviceable player. I didn't say an all-star. I said a serviceable Yeah, he warms the bench. That's where he belongs. No, he doesn't. Anyways, another day, another pod. So, Chris Paul. I also did a slash and Booker. Again, one of them, it depends what route the NBA decides to go this year. Are they going to go legacy? Are they going to go first time all-star, right? So one of those two, I have Davis. He's hurt. I agree with you. I think Zion's probably going to be the guy to replace him. Uh, I do have though here, I put Zion or Ingram because again, Ingram is like dubbed the next Durant, even though he's playing nowhere near his level. He's playing well. He's playing all-star basketball, but he's not a Durant. But again, because he had an all-star bid last year, he might get another one just because Anthony Davis is hurt. Um, I have Paul George because, again, he's playing, in my opinion, just as well as Kawhi. Um, I think they are both leading that team, and I think he's walked the walk this year after he talked the talk last year going, Doc Rivers doesn't know how to coach me. Um, Then my last pick... 
And this one's, you guys are going to be so pissed. And I can't wait. It's not DeMar. Don't say DeMar. CJ. CJ. CJ McCollum. I think Portland is there. Yes, Dame is a huge factor. Yes, he is. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying he's the reason they win games. I mean, look at his clutch shots. It's ridiculous. But CJ is serviceable and a consistent scorer. And the NBA loves scoring. It's the highest scoring season in history so far this year. And CJ is that guy. So he was my last pick. I'm a fan of him. Christian James. Um, I just, I, I think he's a great player. I, I love CJ. So yeah, that's who I picked because there's other people. And also, I just want to point out, Sacramento is in 12th. So they're not in the playoff, play in tournament right now. And, and Darren Fox, I'm not, denying that the, I'm, I'm not to, still one game. And what I'll say this too is I am, I'm not so high on De'Aaron Fox. Like I know he's the leader of that team, but again, Sacramento is such a poop show <laughs> that um, I just, yeah, I can't get on board because every time they get an all-star or close to it, they're like, mm, screw this. And then they leave. So, and then they fall apart. Their career falls apart. So I'm, I'm thinking in history, Mike Bibby. <laughs> Mike maybe was their guy, and then he fell apart in Atlanta. So, yeah, I just, yeah. Anyways, go ahead, Kyle. Okay. Yeah, uh, Dame and Donovan, I don't think you can argue those two. Uh, Forwards, I think Gobert, George, and Davis uh, get the nod, and then Zion takes Davis, I think. Beyond those three, you can't really, or four, you can't really argue for like the first starting reserves. I think Be- Brendan Ingram gets the well, a wild card. I think he's played well and we're starting to see like how much of a great player he is. Like you said, Dave, kind of that Durant esque player. And he's starting to put those numbers up. Cause I look at other forwards like Christian Woods have had a good year, but I don't think you give him the all-star start or reserve. And then my last wild card, I think it's going to be Chris Paul over Booker. Again, one of those two, I think will make it, but I think it's Chris Paul this year. You know, he's still producing at such a high level considering his age. So I think they give it to him. Dave, CJ. Fight me on it. I like him. I think he's a good player and, and he's a former all-star and I think they're going to give him another bit because of that. Like Jamal Murray. Jamal, yeah. Devin Booker. Jamal Murray's Shea, only been playing up to the level. DeMar DeRozan. Playing in the bubble. Yama Rant, Brandon okay. Ingram. Christian Wood. Carl Yama Anthony Rant. Towns. All so, those guys yeah. deserve it over CJ. Let me let me argue each one of those guys. You ready for why they're not in? Because of CJ. John Morant overrated. His team's still crap. His team is way out of the playoffs. He's not making it in. Yes, he's playing well. It's easy to play well on a crappy team. Because you're the only guy getting the ball. So is it I argue that. Okay. Who are the other ones you said? So you said John Morant. You said who else? Uh, Morant was a throw-in. I said Cat. I said Christian Wood. I said Brandon Cat. Ingram, Jamal Murray, Devin Booker, Shea, and okay, DeMar DeRozan. I said one of the uh, one or the other. And here's what I'll say too is I will argue DeMar DeRozan's washed up. Don't give me that crap. It's a great year. I don't care. He's uh, washed up. I hate him. 
And then two. How two, can you hate DeMar's bro? You're, Pat, no, 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 no. We need to go back same to this. Argument, same argument as John Morant. His team is in last place. It does not mean crap. Because his Beal. team is in last place. Like, and don't get me wrong. I love Cat. I think he's great. But Minnesota is n- not in the playoff race. They're not. And that's why Anthony Edwards is getting so much time and all this. It, it, Cat's in last place. So that argument doesn't work. Same with DeRozan. His team, I don't believe, is in the playoff run. Yes, yes they are. They're sixth. They are. are. Sixth, right behind your Portland Trailblazers. Oh, they are. And DeMar DeRozan. And and here's what I'll say, too. Okay? Ready? Ready for this argument that you're going to hate? Jamal Murray has only started playing good in the last, like, three games. Okay? At the beginning of the season. Did you watch the Utah Jazz-Denver Nuggets series last last year? How incredible that series was? Again, I'm not denying last season. He played great last season in the bubble. After the bubble... He did not show up for the first quarter of the season. He's shown up now, but he has not shown up in the first quarter of the season. He was invisible. Jokic was doing everything for that team. So that's why I argue that Jamal Murray does not deserve it this year because he hasn't been consistent all year. CJ McCollum is a guy where if he came to the Raptors, you can't tell me that one, he would not be an all-star and two, he would not be the leader of the team and three, he would not be consistent. I would even argue to tie it all back is that if Milwaukee got a guy like CJ McCollum, they would be coming out of these. All right. I can't even find McCollum. What are his stats this season? Incredible. That's all you need to know. He's consistent. I don't even see his name anywhere. I'm looking at this list and I, uh, apparently my eyes are blind to him. Apparently. I'm just, I'm telling you, he's consistent. I don't know. I think DeMar deserves, if you're going to pick CJ, I think DeMar averaging 27 and five this year. So leading the Spurs. I'd even say Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Throw Clay Thompson this year. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, right. Bull crap. Yeah. His defense season. Oh, defense 20. doesn't get you to the All-Star game. Remember when Sean Marion made it to the All-Star game and it was like, it was because of his defense. Everyone hated him because he was guarding everyone. You don't guard okay. people at the All-Star game. One, one name, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> so what? Rudy Gobert's also seven foot three. It's entertaining to see on the court. <laughs> you he just said no one gets guy. there because of their defense. Rudy yeah, but he Gobert. got there because he's in first place in the West. That's why he got there. It's not because of his defense. If his team was in fourth right now, he would not be in the all-star conversation. And you can't even argue me what? on that. He would not be in the all-star conversation. Has he made one? Real? I think he made one in like three years ago. So I'm telling you right now, if, if you reverse the Nuggets position and Utah's position, Gobert would be out and Jamal Murray would be in. Straight up. Straight up. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. Norman Powell. Norman Powell deserves it. Norman Powell move. is beautiful. He's going to get traded to the West this week and then be a starter or yeah. be a reserve. All right. So CJ's yeah. 26, 5, and 4 uh, this season. That's good stats. It's respectable. That's, For that's some reason, I'm looking at basketballreference.com and he's not even on my list. And you're it also, by the way, 
He's my 12th guy. <laughs> Give me a break. Also, he's for the 12th guy. He's going to play three minutes and then sit on the bench for the rest of the game. Who also, cares? he's hurt. Also, he's hurt. So he's not playing right yeah, now. That's why. Yeah, thank you. So he makes my team and then he sits on the sideline and watches the game. And then <laughs> you put Booker in. I, yeah, I think that if, if, because you, you, you go over this all the time, every player you name is, there's all these storylines. And I think if you're going storylines, I think you have to throw in Murray or I think Booker is probably that guy who gets in. I I think Morant is there only because of those storylines. I don't think he deserves it. The guy I've watched him play this season. He cannot shoot. Like no. he is a small version. He's a guard version of Giannis. Yeah. And uh, I think Shea deserves it. I think he is underrated, which we'll just about to get into. Ingram, Christian Wood deserves it. Cat, I just feel bad for the guy with all the COVID issues he's gone through in his family. Like he's lost mm-hmm. like seven family members to COVID and he's come back, played through and dominates when he's on the court. So there's a lot of guys who deserve to be in this conversation the, seriously the west is deep yeah and very deep in the guards any yeah. names we've missed kyle that you can think of in the west uh... um alex caruso okay. <laughs> he's, getting, he's got he's got the, the fan vote <laughs> yeah this year, no i think we covered you know you know, Clay's absent obviously this year, but beyond like, yeah, I think we've covered everyone again. Christian Wood, maybe he's had a great year, but okay. Here's yeah. who I'm seeing on a lot of lists, and I do not understand for the life of me. Mike Connolly, yeah, I don't Mike Connolly over Donovan Mitchell on these lists, and I just do not understand how uh, people are putting him there. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's a legacy. Again, it's the same thing because he was great. Mike Conley was great in Memphis. He was their all-star. So again, it's a legacy vote. It's a, hey, he deserves to be there because he's a veteran and he's a savvy veteran and all that crap. I mean, Conley's averaging 16, 5, and 3. And like it's, I don't agree with it. I'll say I yeah. don't agree with it. But I'll say Thanks. that's why he's getting it. Yeah. It probably has something to do with they, the feeling that he, the impact he has on them being in first place, I'm assuming. Because I don't see it. When you look at the stats, advanced stats, I don't feel like he deserves it. And again, yeah. yeah, who would you put him over? I wouldn't put him over anyone that we just talked not about. Not CJ McCollum, that's for no, sure. I agree with you there. He was going to be below <laughs> CJ. <laughs> sure. We love CJ. Uh, you love CJ. You love and CJ. We are tolerating CJ. All right, let's look at this. All NBA most underrated team. We're going to do this together. We're going to go position by position of our starters and make our case and then vote on each position who we feel needs to be there. We'll go guards first, then we'll go forwards, then we'll do our center. All right. This is uh, like all NBA. Like, so like just this top five, just our top five, like our starting lineup of our all NBA most underrated team. Okay. So here is my two guards. We'll go guards and two forwards and a center. My two guards are Malcolm Brogdon. I think Malcolm Brogdon is underrated because like Dave mentioned earlier, or maybe it was Kyle, actually, if the Bucks kept Malcolm Brogdon, 
I think it fills a huge hole that they have in that team. He is top 50 in win shares. He is top 50 in, uh, in efficiency rating. His stats are right up there with all the guys we've been talking about and Jamal Murray and all these, you know, Trey Young, not, not Trey Young, but like the, these borderline all-star guys, he's right in that conversation, mm-hmm. but he doesn't get that kind of love. So Malcolm Brogdon is one of my guard choices who I have there. And then I have Shea. I have Gilgis Alexander. And not just because I'm Canadian and I, and I see his highlights on TSN, but because he's top 30 in player efficiency rating on a team that's not supposed to be good and efficient. He is playing well. And get this, he is top 15 win shares and he is only 0.1% game like it's you know win shares right now the highest is 6.6 with with Jokic and um Shea's win shares is like 3.5 and Jason Tatum's is like 3.6 so if you're thinking of how how a player alone impacts a team Shea is 0.1 point behind Jason Tatum mm-hmm. but no one's talking about him yeah. in that in that same atmosphere so malcolm brogdon and shea are my two guards in the all nba most underrated team those are my submissions kyle missions all right uh i want to say i'll start off with goran Dragic. i think he's just that one player that you kind of always forget about and i don't think he's this phenomenal player but he brings value to your team and I think he's just kind of been that one player that we can think of like, oh, yeah, he plays in the NBA. He's like, oh, he's not a bad player. And then my other guard, and I don't, maybe this isn't classified as underrated, but I'm going to go with Fred Van Vliet. I think he's done well, and maybe I, I, this, we can disagree, but, you know, simply going undrafted and becoming the player that he has. And I don't think in the next five years he will make an all-star appearance maybe as a reserve maybe as a wild card but you know over a Jalen over a Harden Kyrie this year over maybe Colin Sexton in three years I don't think he's going to get that nod over him and I think he'll be continuously looked at as that fringe all-star even though he's making the money that an all-star does he's playing at a level right he's going to be leading the Raptors offense for the next foreseeable future so yeah those are my two guards yeah good submissions Dave all right. You ready to be wowed? <laughs> oh, All right. I am. Do you say CJ? So, here's what I'll say. He's before, saying CJ. Before, no, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not saying CJ because he's, he is not underrated. He is exactly correctly rated. All star. <laughs> here's what I'll say. Okay. Before I say it, my two submissions are, I believe, all-stars. No, sorry. One of my two submissions is an all-star. Okay, so I'll start with my all-star. Damian Lillard is underrated. Okay, and here's why. No one denies that he's the franchise player of Portland, and no one denies that he's an all-star. But no one ever puts him in an MVP conversation, and it doesn't matter how many game-winning shots he hits. It doesn't matter how many playoff series he wins for them where they had no business being there. Let's look at the bubble last year. They had no business being in the playoffs. None. Half his team was hurt. And Dame Lillard dominated. Right? So he is underrated to me. Again, I love Dame. I think he's incredible. Probably one of my favorite guards. 
if he was going to be anyone out, and I know it's different conferences, but Kyrie Irving does not deserve to be there. Make an exception and put Dame in the starting lineup because he deserves to be there. So that's my first underrated player. And everyone will go, oh, that's not underrated because he's an all-star. No, he is underrated. My second one, and you guys are going to hate this, Terry Rozier is my next underrated guard. Because again, yes, LaMelo's in uh, Charlotte and he's playing great. I'm not denying that. I hate to say it because I just, I don't like the ball family because of their dad. Um, But Terry Rogier is going to be in that lineup and they're going to trade Graham before they trade Terry Rogier. And I've loved Terry Rogier since he was in Boston early days, scary Terry. He's an underrated scorer. He's an underrated defender. He's a great defender. And if he came to the Raptors, I would be so happy. I'd be so happy. Right. If you traded Kyle Lowry to Charlotte, which is never going to happen, I would hope we get Rogier back and something else, but Rogier back. Yeah. Rogier, Rogier, I think he deserves to be on the list. I think Freddie deserves to be on that list. I think Dame, when you say he's not even in the MVP conversation, uh, I'm looking right now, just a quick little Google search, and he's been top 10 in MVP voting the last three seasons. So, but 10 means nothing, right? Top five. He should be in top five. It Easy. means something when two, four, six, eight, eleven, only twelve players even got a vote. It Again, means something. What what's one vote though? Right? Like he gets one vote from one guy that loves him, like me. He gets ten votes. The problem is everyone is in love with Giannis. So I see where you're saying this in that sense. He's still getting rec- like he's getting recognized at that level. So I would have a problem putting him in that place. I, I I think you have to look at some of these other guys we mentioned. Like I think Drogic is is had his moments where he's been like overly valued. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, his contract is overly valued. Yeah. And, and like he impacts the game on a lot of levels. Like I, I see that. I think Fred is going to be underlooked for his entire career, no matter what, even if we win a championship, he's going to be underlooked. Like there's no way that he doesn't just because of who he is. And nobody really wants to like him because he plays for Toronto. Yeah. And he's under like Rosier though. So yeah, we, we, I don't know if we're ever going to agree on who our two people should be. So maybe we don't go there and just look at who else we put down. Can you at least pick Unless like you guys want one. to. We can try. We, we, I think we should we, try. Let's, okay, let's try. So out of all these names, so if I had to pick one from Kyle's and one from Dave's, I would say Fred and I would say Terry Rozier. All right. So Kyle, who would you pick from our list? So you said Shay and who was your second player? Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. I would go Shea and I would go Terry Rozier. And see, I would go, yeah, I would go Brogdon. And I would go Freddie. Because again, like, I don't know. I just think Brogdon, he got disrespected when he got traded from uh, Milwaukee. Or he left Milwaukee. That was garbage. He... He should have got a deal in Milwaukee. They didn't want to spend money on him, right? Because they weren't sure Giannis was staying, right? So really, honestly, I think, yeah, Brogdon is one of the more underrated players on your list. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, Freddie, I mean, compared to Drogic, 
yeah, Freddie's more underrated. Yeah. Rogic is solid. I'm not saying he's not solid. <laughs> and he was maybe two, three years ago when he signed mm-hmm. the deal and he was kind of Miami's guy. Yeah, he had a great impact with the team and all that. I'm not denying that. I think the problem is that Drogic is, he's on his way, right? Like, I think after this contract, he'll get, you know, another veterans minimum deal kind of deal because that's yeah. just where he's at in his career, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so, that's fair. So, Freddie and Terry got the most votes, right? So, yeah, Brogdon got two votes. Oh. Freddie got two votes and Rozier got two votes. So, that's good. We we agreed on some things here. So, who it's do we miracle. drop? Who do we drop? Who do we drop? I do not know. I would drop because I I think Fred stays because he's always going to be underrated. And I think he is. And the way he plays and impacts the Raptors is mind-boggling on his, his defensive level. And he just looks like he shouldn't be good, but, but he is. Uh, and I think Brogdon was, a, was the rookie of the year in his season. I, I think Terry Rozier. I think Freddie and Rozier are my two guys. I'm yeah. conceding here, guys. I'm conceding. Wow. That's uh, a miracle. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move yeah. on. I, I Four agree. Words. I agree. Four words. Right. Jeremy Grant. Listen so to this. Listen so to this. High on him. And you will be too after you hear this stat. No, I won't. 2.6 win shares. He is higher in win shares. And VORP and all these advanced stats, he's higher than Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Pascal Siakam, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum. I mean, when you get two wins and, you know. Yes. Yeah. Again, you know what's not an advanced stat that matters? Wins. (laughs) They don't win. That's why he's getting the ball. Because who else is going to touch the ball? Because he has seven centers around him. (laughs) Again, you put anyone else on that Detroit team, literally anyone that can do anything with the basketball, and he doesn't touch the ball. Okay, so look at usage rating. Usage rating, he's not even up there with those guys. Those guys are used more than him, and he impacts the game on a on a deeper level when you look deeply into the stats. You're not going to sell me on Grant. I have Grant there, and I think Christian Wood... The way he's played this season, um, and I know he's gotten love, but I, I think the way he has played deserves to be on this underrated team because the average fan probably doesn't know too much about Christian Wood mm-hmm. or would even understand who he is and the way he's impacted that team. Yeah. And when Harden left, he's even been more impactful. Yeah. So I have Grant and Wood. Kyle. So we're just doing forwards. I kind of combined forwards and centers, kind of like the all-star list. So, um, okay. You want to hear my center? So we, yeah. Who's your center? Jokic. Jokic. And uh, I'm, pulling one, I'm pulling one from Dave's book. Wait a minute. You're going to give me all this crap about Dame. And then you're going to tell me that the guy who's number two in the MVP voting is underrated. That means that if he's underrated, then he's your MVP. He is That's my the only MVP. Way he can go up. He's my oh MVP. My goodness. He is leading in like every category on counting stats that we look at. He's leading in all the categories and 
he's a center. He is first in win shares by over two two point like two games. He's way ahead of everybody else in the field. He is the second most efficient player in the league behind Joel Embiid, who only takes shots underneath the net and who's played five less games. He everything Vorp every advanced stat and every counting I can't stat. He is you in just the top. Did that. But uh, why I have him there is because people don't. When you think of the best player in the league, Jokic's name does not come up. Yes, it, it does for, center, for centers. It comes up, but I would almost argue that this season he is the best player in the league. And I love LeBron, but he is the best player in this league this season. And last season he might have been there, but if you look at all the stats. Would if you take out your bias and you looked at all their stats side by side, you would choose Jokic ten out of ten times. Yeah, I could that's just be that's, there. that's center bias, maybe. Yeah, like I think the, a lot of the league is against centers. I mean, when I think of underrated, when we're talking about this, I don't, I don't put someone who's likely winning the MVP, excuse me, in that underrated conversation. I don't know. Like I think. I look at an underrated guy and like, I think I disagree with you. Christian Wood is like, I think we haven't seen enough of a sample of like him performing at a level where like, yeah, like that's, he's impacting the team. And he's like, yeah, it's consistently being underrated or undervalued. So I think for me, I we can start with my center. It's uh, Vucevic. And I think he's a pretty solid center and he's the poor man's or the good man's Giannis. Like he, <laughs> he can shoot, he can stretch the floor Right, and he's in the double double machine. I think you throw him there. Um, Sabonis, I don't know if you would count him as a forward. I think oh, you count him as a three, maybe. Uh, you throw him there, I think, too. Again, a guy who's just consistently impacting your team. He's giving you wins, but he plays for the Pacers. He's not going, he's not getting that love. He's not getting that attention. He's not going to get MVP or, uh, excuse me, all star over anyone we talked about today, but he's a, a solid guy. And then my third. Maybe you maybe Chris Middleton. I think I don't like Chris. I think he's a fraud, but he is impacting. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> How can you say he's a fraud and then put him on your underrated list? I know. This is my thing. I think <laughs> I, I, you're gonna laugh. I know. I don't like him, and I just like he just irks me. And I just like, oh, I hate Chris Middleton. But like, he he is, I think, a, a reason, a percentage of the reason why the Bucks are doing okay and the way that they've been playing is because of Chris. Like he is their go-to after Giannis. I hate the guy, but I think he deserves some more respect from me included uh, than he's gotten in the past few years. <laughs> I've never heard that before. As someone's a fraud in the league, but they made my list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. He's a fraud because I think he's been like toted as this all star player, and I he's not. Like, he just, he, I think okay. he's, and that, that's why I think he's a fraud. He's like, he's not that all star player, but he's that. You're right. Like, so he's on, he's on the overrated list. Yeah. Sure. I think but, you put him on the wrong list. <laughs> sure. <laughs> If we do an overrated, uh, I'll probably put him on the same yeah, list he better again. Be there first. <laughs> he's like that. He's not like that. He's on so the Kyle line. Kyle has him on the overrated, underrated, and his all star list. Dave, yeah. what about you? All right. Um, so, underrated, 
I put Sabonis as my center, and here's why. Here's what I'll argue. Um, two things. One, to respond to Kyle's, is uh, Vucevic, I would say he's a poor man's Jokic, right? I think he plays a very similar game, just not as high level, right? And then same with Sabonis. Sabonis plays just solid basketball. You know what you're getting from him, right? And it's borderline all-star, but he doesn't get the respect because of the market. Now, if he was in LA, would he get the respect? Probably not. Even so, just because of his play style. So I'm going to say Sabonis. I agree. I think Sabonis is, he's underrated for what he is to that team. Is he underrated overall? No, I think he's just about right. Right. But to what his impact is to his team, then yes, he's underrated. Right. Um, my other guy, again, we talked about him earlier and keep the crap. Julius Randle is underrated. Okay. He's underrated because of two things. I've been watching him since college. And when I watched him in college, I was like, again, I get hyped on prospects. So I was like, oh, he's going to be like Bosch. He's not Bosch. He's not as big as Bosch. He doesn't play the same game as Bosch. I basically said that because he was left-handed. But <laughs> let's be real about it. He's playing great. He's turned the Knicks around. And yet, it's still like, eh, well, mm, is he an all-star? He turned the Knicks around. The Knicks, they're garbage. The Knicks are awful. They have no business in the East, the weaker conference, to be in the playoff picture. They have no business being there. I would disagree with you this year. With the addition of Rose, you can say, like, you know what, with RJ, Rose. Um, okay, but they got Rose a week ago. Yeah, they, they only got no Rose. And they because only got of Rose because of Randall's play. Yeah. Like, again, yeah, if, if, mm. if Randall isn't there playing the way he's playing, they are in the bottom of the league. Yeah. Because that's where they were before they had him. Right, so oh, and, and with him at one point, but it's okay. And with Keep him. going. Well, we'll just ignore that part. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, <laughs> what I'll say is, is based off his play this year, I, I'm sold on him. I I think he's underrated for this year. I think he's underrated to his team. My final guy, who is a forward guard, talked about him earlier. Again, my list is overlapping today. Is Jalen Brown? He's underrated to his team. Right. I think he's been living in Tatum's shadow because Tatum was flashier. Right. And and uh Jalen Brown had to develop his game. But if you look at the development of Jalen Brown's game, it's incredible what he's done over the last five years. And he doesn't get the respect he deserves. Again, it's like when DeRozan all of a sudden started hitting shots in Toronto and people weren't giving him respect and were going, Oh, you know, let him shoot and he was hitting shots. Right, it's the same thing. He's going through the same thing where you're going, okay, he deserves to be a solidified all-star. Just because there's another all-star on his team doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be there. Right. And he's playing. He he is easily, I think, on a bad team, he could be a number one option. And he easily fits the number two option. You replace Middleton, Mr. Overrated. <laughs> with and underrated. Underrated all-star. And underrated. And exactly right. Uh you you switch out Jalen Brown for Middleton on the Milwaukee Bucks team. Again, he's a guy that would fit perfect. He plays defense. He hits his shots now, right? He can score when he needs to as a second option. So, again, I'll say he's an underrated commodity in the league. 
And even his deal, even the big deal he got, I don't think it's enough for what he brings to the Boston Celtics. I don't think it's enough. Yeah, I just don't think a Boston Celtic can be underrated because he's talked about like he's a god. Yeah. If you watch anything American news outlets, he is like, he is the best player this season. Like in all these left. things. <laughs> I don't still think a Celtic could ever really be underrated because they're talked about in the news cycle above everybody else across the country. Hell, that's outside Tristan of your home Thompson. team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. If he was playing good, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Some good lists. Like I think, I think Sabonis, I think you guys are right. Um, but you know, I also think there's this storyline around him being like everyone is like, oh yeah, that's the underrated guy. And like we just have to believe it. But everyone knows he's really good. But we just say he's an underrated guy because that's what we are told to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's an underrated like storyline about him. <laughs> yeah, but everyone knows he's really good now. So it's a weird one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Chris, we'll, have to, I, we'll just move away from that. I don't I can't, can't, I, I, to say. I, I don't, can't I don't get into it again. I'll start I laughing. I don't blame you. <laughs> so Vucevic, I like it. I like it a lot. Julius Randle, I like a lot. Um as long as you pair that with Jokic, I'm okay because Jokic is I, not I underrated. I I can't I can't get behind putting him underrated. He is okay, a I, number I, two like, candidate. It's not underrated. That's a complete recognition. Jamar, you told us today that he is your MVP pick. So how can he be your MVP pick and be underrated in the same year? I'm yeah. saying well, you're I'm saying, saying he's a generational talent that's better than LeBron if he's underrated. I'm saying okay, LeBron. I, 38 or whatever the heck how old he is but i'm saying this season and last season and the year before if you stack his like if you had no bias or didn't even know the name looked at stats alone advanced stats counting stats everything if you saw them you would i would bet on average his he would his stat line would be taken over pretty much any other player lebron Kawhi, luca young all these guys harden i think you take his stats if you're developing a team, I think most people would take it. If you did not know he was a center and did not know his, his height, his weight, his who, what he looked like, even that. I think if you took all that out of the picture and we're yeah. picking stats, he is the first choice almost 10 out of 10 times. See, and here's the thing too. If people didn't know that his nose went on for days and <laughs> he uh, looked as if he just got off a bus at the wrong stop every time he walked onto the court, then sure, I think people would take him. Like, I just, again, the problem with Jokic is that, here, here's my argument for why I don't think he's MVP, and that this is no disrespect, because he is playing insane basketball. I'm not going to deny that. I agree. Every stat line he's doing. My problem with Jokic is that he can only guard maybe three positions maybe if a team's playing like, okay, Millsap at three, right? I think, um, again, the reason LeBron wins it for me is because it's not only what he's doing on offense and it's not only his impact that he has with every team he's on, but it's the fact that he can guard every position, right? He can guard everybody on the court. And so it doesn't matter if you switch. Yeah, it it doesn't matter if you switch, right? He's going to guard him. Right. And it doesn't matter if he switch, he's going to blow by them or he's going to shoot over them. So like that, that's my argument, right? Is that yes, you can take athleticism and just look at stats and go, okay, who are you taking? But athleticism is a factor, 
right? Hype is a factor. And so again, you, you could argue that point for Fred Van Fleet, right? You could go, okay, well, if you just look at his numbers, but if you go, okay, yeah, I might get him thinking you're getting a LeBron like sized player, athletic player, and you get a Fred Van Fleet six foot, nothing guy. And that's no disrespect to Fred Van Fleet, but it's true, right? It's a factor in the game. And so sure. again, I, I even, yeah. even with that, he's a dominant player when you see him play. So I, th- I just feel like he's underrated in the impact he has on his team in game and, and he's getting those MVP credits, but no one's actually going to vote for him when it comes down to it. He's not actually yeah. going to win it. But how come and that's I, why, how come they're 16 and 13 then? Right. Like why is there, why are they, you know, basically barely in the West playoff where a guy like Philly was led by Joel, very similar type player, maybe not as good as shooting, but in their first in the East, I would just well, chalk Joel that up to pass the ball. Yeah, and I would chalk that up to uh, strength of conference, right? Like the West is so so deep. So yeah, and, deep. and and by the end of the season, like I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to be a top five team in that division. Like they're not playing in the play-in tournament. I, I doubt it. Uh, he is the way he plays, but then it's the same thing, right? You go, you throw him in a seven-game series, and who's figuring him out? Lots of teams. You don't really Jokic. shut him. You, you don't really shut him down. But again, no one shuts what? down LeBron either, right? That's what they I'm saying. Slow him down, and then but they adapt, I, and the other players have to step up, right? I don't see like the only guy I can see stepping up on Denver is Jamal Murray, and that's that we've seen is inconsistent, right? So yeah, young. But so this is my argument for why he's underrated because I think you everybody would say you know okay you you say okay he's playing the Utah Jazz oh uh, yeah Gobert can lock him up they play the Clippers uh, Kawhi can do his thing in a Baca and they they can figure him out you say the Lakers they got the depth all these pieces who can LeBron can shut him down Phoenix probably no one there but I think you everyone has all these guys ahead of him that could shut him down but the reality is that's not the truth. None of them do. But we all, we, perceivingly, people would not have him as the most dominant player in a lot of those conversations. And that's why I fully, I believe he's underrated because in reality, that's not the case. He's actually the most dominant player in that, you know, outside of LeBron in that league, in that Western conference. Yeah. I think that's why like stats, like, like they obviously matter and they should matter, but I don't think it's everything. And I think his position, like can a center, like he's providing these numbers. Cool. Like maybe he's a, a wing player. Like maybe they get more wins share or more wins because of like where he plays on the court. Right. I don't know. Like they went to the conference finals last no, year. Did they not? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying they're a bad team. Then they lost. Like, the only player that beat them out was LeBron. So let's see what happens this season. I don't think I'm far off from saying he is the best player this season. And nobody actually believes it. Statistically, maybe, but team impact. I just again, if like, you watch the, them play, the difference is, he is I their do. point guard. He is the, their point guard. The difference is right. Okay, so with all star players and with franchise players, no team, unless it's like an atrocious game for that player or the best defensive game you've ever played in your life. No one is shutting down a franchise player of a good team, right? A bad team, sure. So like a Jeremy Grant, right? Because he's the franchise of Detroit because they're garbage. Underrated. 
I'm saying <laughs> underrated franchise player of trash. What I'm saying is, is no one is going in there going, yeah, and Jokic is going to score no points tonight. But what they are saying is, yeah, we're going to force Jokic to pass the ball. And I'm not saying he can't do that well. He can. For a big man, I would, I would say... I would I would say he's better passer than Marcus All in his prime. Like he is. He he or Powell, both of them combined. Right? He's he number a, five. He's number five in assists in the league. Yeah. And so again, I'll say the difference is not what he's going to do. Right? The difference, the onus isn't what on like what he's going to do, right? You would rather him pass than him score because the difference is is that his supporting cast has gotten weaker this year. Your man, Jeremy Grant, left the team. What are they going to do? I don't know, man. They're <laughs> they screwed. Are, they are screwed. So All again, right. I'll say. So I guess, yeah, I guess. I, I, just, I don't this, see it. Yeah, just to wrap this up, maybe you, you, you value him. Or you, you say in the MVP, like he should be an MVP talk because of his stats. But in that conversation, he's undervalued or underrated because he'll likely not win it because of he's a center or he's this white European, fat white European dude kind of idea. Hey, hey, hey. He's skinny now. Only, he's skinny now. The only fat guy is Harden. Yeah. I, I just think that in the hierarchy of players in the NBA, um, people like to say he's the best center, but they wouldn't even have him in their top five players in the league, a lot of these lists. And the reality is the way he impacts the game uh, perceived or not perceived is higher than a lot of these players. And I would say top five, top three behind certain, like a very limited number of people sure. in the way he impacts that game and, and it, how he dominates a, a the league in the position in a playoff series, all that kind of stuff. So right. well, at the end of the season, well, we can come back to this conversation. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we'll have to see you guys. Right. <laughs> if he wins MVP, I don't know if I would throw him an underrated. So, <laughs> well, then it's, Told you so. All right. Uh, I think Sabonis is, you guys both voted him. I, I agree. I think he's on this team. So we have Fred, Rozier, Sabonis. This is a nice team. So far, yeah. Um, and then you guys don't seem to like any of my picks. But if you... <laughs> who is your... Who, I just, I only remember uh, Jokic. Who are your others? Jokic, Christian Wood, and Grant. Grant. And, and I don't need to make my case again for them, but I can concede Brown and I can concede. Yeah. Um, the other one I said, Randall, Randall, Randall. I can, I can say I'll concede Brown for Grant. Uh, I'm good with, but Grant. I think Randall's in there and then Sabonis. Mm. I like, I like, I think Vucevic, I think he's kind of played at a level longer than those players and has kind of been on, he plays for Orlando. Like, you know, yeah, he eighth, is the face ninth, of Orlando. Yeah, but like they'll be an eighth, ninth seed for forever. So <laughs> the face of Orlando. Isn't that sad <laughs> that Vucevic is the face of Orlando and has been for the last like ten years? That's so sad. That's that's what I mean. Like, isn't that what like the quintessential underrated player right there? Yeah, Poor Orlando. Yeah. yeah, I think I think. Yeah, I, I think Vucevic needs to be on this team. Yeah, all I can gr- say is. I'm happy for Orlando that at least they got Tom Brady. They got something they can be happy about because there's not much else going on there. <laughs> let's just let's just be real. And that's Tampa. That's not even Orlando. <laughs> They're close. Like it's close. As we say, Sabonis, um, Vucevic, and Grant. 
our three forwards. So Grant or Randall? I say Grant. Fine. I can see. <laughs> That's a pretty solid team. R- R- pretty solid Rand- team. Randall could be the sixth man of that team. How about that? <laughs> sixth man. There you go. <laughs> and uh, Jokic off the bench. Okay. Uh, <laughs> off the bench. Your MVP's off the bench. <laughs> I'm just saying. He squeaks in there because he's so hey, underrated. Hey. Don't forget about Middleton, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. So we got Freddie Rozier, uh, Demontis Bonus, Vucevic, and twister. Grant. That is a solid seven, team. seventh seed, six, seven seed sounds, maybe. It sounds a lot like the Atlanta Hawks yeah. of the golden days. Yeah. <laughs> Which is solid team, not going to win anything no. unless you throw Jokic on there. Then it's the best team in the league. <laughs> I don't know about best team, but yeah, either they'll, they'll finish up there. All right. Well, I think that wraps up uh, this conversation. This has probably been our most argumentative conversation, but I like it. It was fun. All right. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Courtside Chronicles. Uh, like and subscribe, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of the Courtside Chronicles. We have a new episode up every Monday morning. We'd love to have you back. If you could, subscribe to the pod and also rate and review. It really helps us out. We'll see you again next week.